0: Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the first episode of the Better Leader Podcast, where you're creating a community for leaders who want to get better, because we know that when leaders are growing and when they are healthy, it positively impacts all of the people That are around them. And so, wherever you're watching or listening from today, we encourage you to go ahead and like and subscribe. We can't wait to be on this journey with you all. And today, we're kicking things off by talking about humility in leadership. Humility in leadership. What does it mean to be a humble leader? Well, why does this matter? Well, the downfall of leaders throughout the course of human history, one of the major downfalls has been pride and arrogance. That's actually led to leaders failing and not being. Successful. The second thing we see is that humility, why do we talk about this? Is that humility can oftentimes be kind of hard. To define. And so we're going to drill down on that today. What is humility? How do we define it? What are some myths surrounding humility? And what are some signs that you are leading with humility around the people you are with? And so today, that's the conversation that's taken place. And I want to start by telling you a story about a man named Mark Clark. And this story really highlights the value of humility and leadership. Mark Clark was a U.S. general during World War II and it was Mark Clark who was in charge of the Anzio Invasion Force in Italy, and they were supposed to go and to push back German occupiers in Italy. The Germans had a stronghold called the Gustav Line in Italy, and it took a long time for the Allies to break through, and once they finally broke through, Mark Clark had the opportunity and was actually commanded to go and cut the Germans off, but he disobeyed those orders because there was some arrogance that was going on. There was some infighting between he and British military leaders. And instead of cutting off the Germans, and stifling their retreat, he actually went on and went to Rome because he wanted to capture Rome. He wanted it, he kind of viewed it, some historians say, as this trophy and this prize uh, that he could have in terms of his leadership. And now he goes to Rome, which is a major capital, right? should be a time of celebration, but the German occupiers have actually already left Rome because they did not see it as a significant piece to the logistical puzzle in the battle that was going on. So German occupiers had already left, and so Mark Clark, he's seen, you can actually see the film of him riding through Rome, rounding the Colosseum in a jeep, and he had disobeyed orders, but he wanted the publicity. He wanted it to be recognized, and it was. On June 5th of 1944, this story of the U.S. Army entering into Rome actually was headlines on papers back in the United States. But it was the next day, June 6, 1944, when the D-Day invasion took place where Allied forces landed in Normandy, France. And so what happened is all the publicity Mark Clark thought he would get, it went away because everyone turned their eyes to the Allied invasion in France. And Mark Clark is actually on record as saying something along the lines of, they didn't even let me join this for 24 hours, that the limelight, that was what motivated his decision. And many historians believe this actually cost the lives of soldiers moving forward because he did not cut the Germans off when he had the chance. And that is a perfect example of how when we demonstrate a lack of humility in our leadership, it impacts the people that are following us. And in this circumstance, it impacted them in a major way. Narcissism is dangerous. This lack of humility is dangerous. You know, in 2009, uh, a book by two psychologists called The Narcissism Epidemic Living in an Age of Entitlement. It says this this is a quote from them. They argued that there has been a rise in the number of people with narcissistic traits, as well as an increase in narcissism in our broader culture, witnessed by an increase in materialism, self promotion, entitlement, and and public aggression. Y'all, that was written in 2009. So I would imagine with the rise of social media and the likes that those problems have become even worse. And this is a problem because pride and arrogance are going to lead to our destruction in leadership. So what is humility? How could we define a humble leader? Well, a humble leader sets aside selfish desires and looks To the interests of others. They are someone who is others-oriented and not just self-focused. A humble person doesn't view themselves as superior and others as inferior. So they're someone that eliminates selfishness, they eliminate self-centeredness, and they don't have a superiority complex. Someone who is humble is looking to the interests of others and not just to selfish desires. So what are like three myths surrounding humility? Because we don't always hear that as like one of the number one traits in someone who is a great leader. Because I think sometimes there's these misconceptions about humility. There's some myths that exist. And one of those myths that I want to address is that you cannot be humble and confident. You cannot be humble and confident, but that's just a myth because the reality is that the more confident you are in your own skills and abilities, you recognize your weaknesses. You recognize what you're strong at and things that you can delegate that others can do better. I would actually argue that the more humble you are, the more confident that you will be because you trust the other people around you. And you know that they have skills and talent that can serve the greater mission that happens. So there, that's a myth, that you cannot be humble and confident. Actually, you're probably, the more humble you are, the more confident you're going to be. And the more confident you are, the more confident the people around you are, the more you're going to get done. The second myth that exists is that you cannot be humble and strong you cannot be humble and strong, so maybe you're someone you'd like to say, hey I want to be a leader who leads with passion who is firm in conviction and who pushes people hard you can do that and be humble I would again argue that leaders who lead with humility can actually push people harder because they know that they're all about they know that their leader is all about the bigger mission and vision they know that their leader is not self focused and self-centered so they can actually push harder. And this this just allows them to maintain firm convictions as well and to lead with passion because they recognize how important the mission and the vision is. You can actually be a strong leader and demonstrate Humility. The third myth that kind of exists is that to be humble, you must, del- you must neglect your own self-interest. So to be humble, you must neglect your own self-interest. And that simply isn't true. That's actually not being humble. That's being unwise. You cannot neglect yourself as a leader. Not only should you look to the interests of others, but you should also look to your own interests as well. Not it's not those two aren't have to exist in separate veins. You can do both of those things at the same time. You're going to have you're going to have desires. You're going to have things you're passionate about. You need to take care of yourself as a leader. So you're not going to be totally neglecting yourself as a leader. That's not a sign of humility. Humility is being others-oriented first with also a recognition that you need to take care of yourself as well. And so those are some things in humility. In terms of a leading as a, as a person who leads with humility, these are some myths that we can break down and bust. Humble leaders are confident. Humble leaders can lead with strong and with firm convictions. And humble leaders do not neglect themselves, but they also take care of themselves as well. So what are some signs of humble leadership? And I think this best illustrated with just some personal stories, honestly. And the first sign of humble leadership is that humble leaders demonstrate values, value towards people that are behind them. Humble leaders demonstrate value towards people that are behind them. I'll never forget when I was 19 years old. It was the first time I was coaching a varsity baseball team on my own. We were playing in one of the biggest tournaments of the summer that we were playing in. And there was a coach there from a team uh, that was hosting it. And he was a, he was a guy I really respected, a leader who I really respected, who I was like, man, he's got a great program. This is awesome. And I remember he came up to me. He took time to ask who I was. He took time to commit my name to memory. He asked me how things were going. And he just treated me with kindness, even though I was behind him, even though I wasn't at the same level of leadership he was at. He took an opportunity to demonstrate value in in my life and to show me that he valued me. And that meant a lot to me. And what's crazy about that story is this coach has went on to be very successful. And I know one of the reasons why he is successful and has continued success is that he cares about other people. One of the second signs of someone who is leading with humility is that they apologize when they're wrong. Guess what? You all know this. If you're leading in any capacity, You're gonna make mistakes. You're gonna mess up. Welcome to the club, right? But what do you do in response to your failures is that you're always going to take the time to apologize when you've made a mistake. This was something that was hammered home to me as a child. I'll never forget, I was in second grade. My mom had dropped me off at school. We had had some sort of fight that morning or disagreement. And I remember as I was in class, I got pulled out of class because my mom had driven back to school pulled me out of class, and apologized to me. My mom was in a leadership position, right? She's leading me as a child, but she, in that moment, I remember when I was in second grade, she took the time to apologize when she felt like she had made a mistake, and guess what? She probably wasn't all the way in the wrong. I would imagine I had a lot of fault in that situation, but she owned her part and demonstrated humility and leadership, and I respected her more because of that, and it's impacted me as a leader now, even as I've gotten older. What's the third sign of someone who is a humble leader? A humble leader understands that a need seen is an assignment given. A humble leader understands that a need seen is an assignment given. A leader looks at the piece of trash and picks it up. A leader picks up the chair and stacks it. A leader holds the door open for somebody. You know, if you're a leader, you have the, probably some authority to not have to do a job you don't want to do. In every situation, you know, there are certain things where we think like, man, I don't want to do that. Maybe that's above me. That's not part of my role. One of the things I love to do is to sometimes I try to do something that I know I I don't have to do. It's a job I don't like to do. I don't want to do, but I want to demonstrate that I don't think I'm more valuable than anyone else that I'm leading. Do the dirty job. Take the opportunity to do something that you don't have to do, not so that you'll be seen and it's a show, but to create a culture of humility. What's the fourth thing that I think humble leaders do is humble leaders are people who don't hold back praise for others. Humble leaders are people who don't hold back praise for others. That means when they see somebody who is worthy of being praised, right? They're not giving false praise. They're not giving uh, credit to someone who really doesn't deserve it, but they're looking for opportunities to celebrate other people. Think about the last time someone celebrated you publicly or in front of other people who were part of a group you are. It feels good, right? It feels good to be recognized. And as a leader, there are people around you who are deserving of being recognized. Maybe it's a friend, a family member, uh, you know, a coworker, a fellow teacher, uh, someone you coach with, uh, someone that you're leading in any capacity, recognize their gifts, call out their talents, call out their abilities. You do that. You celebrate others because you're not scared. You know that it doesn't matter. You don't care about being the most talented person in the room. You care about getting the most talented people around you and celebrating the gifts and abilities that other people have. And so this is your homework from this episode is you all have someone in your circle of influence right now who you can pay a compliment to. Don't stifle that. Don't hold it back. Look for an opportunity to celebrate others today. And that's a demonstration of humility in your leadership. Why do we wanna be humble leaders? Because when we are humble, it strengthens the people around us. We are healthier, we're happier. It's gonna be a benefit to us personally, but more than anything, or not more than anything, but another benefit with that is that we're gonna get more done. We're gonna be more successful when we lead with humility. And so this is the lasting question. This is what I wanna ask is will you spread the poison of pride around you? And no doubt that that's a temptation that happens, that our own pride, but pride is poisonous and it trickles and it leaks to other people. But we can demonstrate humility. And from the example of humility that you have, that can trickle down and flow through the people that you are leading and have influence with. And it will improve the people who are around you. It will get better. Man, we wanna thank you for joining us for this first episode of the Better Leader Podcast. Uh, We can't wait to produce some more conversations content and for you to continue on this journey with us thanks for being here today